Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Health made easy. This is Melanie Cole's Health Radio. Well, with February being American Heart Month and people hear about women and heart disease and heart disease and all of these things you can do to prevent heart disease, but we don't often hear about oral health and its relation to heart disease. And it's such a big relationship. My guest today, Dr. Susan Maples, she's a fan favorite here on Radio MD, and she is a Lansing, Michigan area dentist. Welcome to the show. Dr. Maples, let's talk about oral health. People would say, how are my teeth related to heart disease at all? So tell them. Well, thank you. Good morning, Melanie. It's so nice to be with you. It is interesting because when I first heard that, I don't know, a decade ago, I thought, how can that be? How can that be? And it turns out, you know, heart attacks, first of all, heart disease is our number one disease. And getting to understand that has been difficult for us as a country. Um, it, at this point, our, our understanding of that is that coronary artery disease, which is the narrowing of the artery wall, that restricts blood to flow to the heart muscle is the issue. And when it completely obstructs or where there's a clot or something that's clogging it, then the heart muscle doesn't get uh, blood supply and it dies. So what is the cause of that? Well, most Americans would think, hmm, it's cholesterol, right? We think of cholesterol building up on the artery walls and then clogging the vessel. In fact, cholesterol, that's enters into the wall of the vessel and thickens it, causing what we used to call hardening of the arteries or a thickening that might narrow restriction, and then a clot might form there. Well, what we know now is many of those plaques, as we call them, are actually oral bacteria that penetrate the muscle or the the artery wall, the endothelium, the inner layer of that artery, and cause a plaque buildup of bacteria, make babies, in other words, make like a little pis, a pimple or pustule, and pop, and the popping of that causes the clot. And we know that because we take these blood vessels out when we do bypass surgery, look at them under a microscope, they're teeming with oral bacteria that we can DNA test and figure out that these bacteria came from the mouth. The mouth actually is the largest portal of bacteria to the organs or to the rest of the body that we have, and it enters through microscopic broken areas of tissue inside, you know, wrapping around your teeth when it's inflamed. So if it's red and puffy, it's not healthy, and that means that the bacteria has entered the gum tissue. Now, it gets a little more complicated because whenever bacteria enters your body, the body immediately whistles up support. It calls in all kinds of white blood cells, which means the capillaries open up, the tissue turns red. Even if you cut yourself on your hand, it turns bright red and puffy around it. And that's called inflammation. And that's our body's way of clearing bacteria and other, you know, uh, nuisances like burns and other areas of inflammation. Chronic inflammation is the kind of inflammation that never goes away. And unfortunately, gum disease is one of those. It doesn't hurt. doesn't make us feel sick that we know of. So we tend to ignore it. And in fact, 80% of adults have areas of inflammation. That would be like if you brushed frost and had bleeding, or if you look and it's sort of red and puffy. Oftentimes it's between teeth where people aren't cleaning. And in that situation, the body does something very odd. All of the byproducts of these white blood cells that are there to chew up the bacteria are cursing through your whole bloodstream. And they actually 
because when it never turns off 24-7, seven days a week, 365 days a year, these inflammatory byproducts injure the artery walls all through your body. How big of an organ is that? If you wow. cut the arteries out, cut them open and spread them out, they'd cover the size of six tennis courts. That's and incredible. And, you know, and people hear you use this word inflammation. And they hear all this information that you're giving, Dr. Maples, and they say, well, how? Okay, so if I can see my gums are inflamed, then that's already gone on. But if I don't see it, how do I know it? comes in it really to be able to do a thorough periodontal gum assessment you really need to be in the hands of a, of a professional uh, a dentist and a hygienist who can measure with a probe give you an assessment show you pictures with a camera and now we can do bacterial DNA testing it turns out our mouths are full of about that we know of and there's probably many more seven to eight hundred strains of bugs only about four to eight of them Four of them we've identified as the most dangerous, the ones we find in these blood clots in hearts or strokes. And so we can test with saliva, a single drop of saliva, if those bugs are present and treat for those bugs alone, targeted full mouth disinfection. But these bugs go a lot of places. We had a stillborn baby teeming with oral bacteria that we, that, that was, um, you know, we often would think a stillborn would be bacterial infection from the colorectal or vaginal canal, but these bacteria came from the mouth. And it was in a mother who just had pregnancy gingivitis, not even full-blown gum disease with bone loss. So so tell the so, listeners what they can do exactly. To, so you said work with a professional. Make sure you've got a good look in your dental mouth. hygienist, look, good periodontist. Look in your mouth. And what look about looking, mouth. what are we looking for? And then does flossing help? Does brushing help? You know, flossing helps prevent, but oftentimes if the disease is taking place, you know, deep into the gum tissue, flossing doesn't reach that far. It needs to be treated by a professional, and it needs to be assessed by a professional. But certainly to prevent gum disease, brushing and flossing, thorough bacterial, um, you know, removal is hugely helpful. Also, quit smoking. Know your diabetic status. There are 77 million pre-diabetics, and like, you know, there's so walking around with diabetes that don't know it, and that really enhances this situation, too. So a lot of these things are just mind, you know, do the things you need to do, flossing daily, brushing with a spin brush at the gum line, and if you have bleeding, get some attention for it. What about don't things like alcohol? Do, does, that hurt our, does that hurt our oral health and possibly risk heart disease? Because we hear resveratrol is good for us, but you do notice if you drink red wine, your teeth get all nasty and red. <laughs> you know, what, if we're talking about a glass of wine with dinner, it's not, it's not a big issue. It, certainly chronic alcoholism is really bad on the tissue. And people who are rinsing alcohol rinses like Listerine through the day, swishing with alcohol rinses. Forcing alcohol against the tissue. Yes, this is pre. You know, this causes some precancerous changes to cell structure. Um, but but alcohol in itself is not what's causing gum disease in the periodontal patient that we that we recognize. Okay, so in just the last few minutes here, Doctor Maples, best advice. This is Heart Disease Month, oral health and its relation, and even possibly an anti-inflammatory diet. Are there ways that what we eat can affect? how our oral health affects our heart disease risk. Let me tell you the biggest factors of inflammation in our body are insulin resistance, which is diabetes, sleep apnea, believe it or not, 
um, again, gum infection or gum disease, and toxins from multiple medications and food additives and all of the junk that we're eating. So, I mean, living a cleaner life, trying to fix some of the health problems, to get off some of the medications and eat, clean up your diet, those are all helpful. The host resistance, getting our bodies resistant to, to bacteria is super important in this process. Well, it certainly is. And I think that we all can take these tips that you're giving us and really use them all year round, flossing, brushing, seeing your dentist on a regular basis every six months if you can. It's not always comfortable, but it's so important. Getting your hygienist to give you that good look over. Get an oral cancer check from your dentist. Learn your risk of heart disease. Make sure you're taking good care of yourself because your mouth can be a window to the rest of your body. And so it's a way for us to tell kind of what's going on in the rest of our body. You don't even realize it, but it is. So I love a good deep clean. Cleaning. I don't even need any anesthetic. Let them dig in there and get out anything they can. I love to have my teeth cleaned. But if you don't, it's still really important. Make sure you take care of your teeth and you shouldn't neglect your gums. One of my Julia Roberts. This is Melanie Call. You're listening to Radio MD. Stay well. Woo, 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 woo.